Copyright Union Money for Clubs Affected by the Storms and Wales Teams Looking to Bounce Back. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union Podcast. Wales back row Justin Tipperick sends his best wishes to all the clubs affected by the storms and floods. It's obviously tough, especially on local clubs who know how hard people work to get it successful and the little jobs they do just to get games there on the weekend and obviously when the floods come and stuff, it's hard to take. Who said Rob Wynne-Jones might not always agree with the referees? He's a front row forward after all, but he does have some sympathy. And often they're 50-50s, you know, and probably the refs want a flowing game, they don't want to waste time in scrummaging either, you know, so... You know, you've got to have sympathy for everyone involved. While Wales women may have lost their opening two games, but Captain Shaw and Lily Crab isn't downhearted as she looks forward to facing France. We want to play the best teams in the world to be able to compete with them, so we're excited for the occasion and hopefully we can put our errors and the things that we've worked on right coming someday. And we'll also look forward to the Wales under-20s game as well as the women. But we'll start at the Principality Stadium on Saturday. Roof closed, so no fears about the weather. Ross Moriarty returns to the back row and Gareth Davis is back starting at scrum half. The two changes made by Wales coach Wayne Pivak. Clearly we've got three quality nines and we think that Gareth, uh, he was unavailable in the first game and that uh, he'll be the right one to start in this particular game. He brings a lot of good line speed. I think from a defensive point of view it's probably where he got the nod. We had a good look across the squad to see uh, if we wanted to make um, any changes and clearly with some players it's about getting back out there and, and having an opportunity to put some of the wrongs right really from the Irish game. Up front, Ross Moriarty starting, Will Rowland's brought in on the bench. Is that about having more physical presence generally? I think Ross has done two things really. He's done really well off the bench and he's trained very, very well behind the scenes. And I think Aaron's had a big World Cup. I think he's had a lot of rugby since the World Cup and probably uh, by his standards, hasn't had the biggest involvement in the games that we would have liked and he would have liked. So, you know, they just swap roles this week and he'll get into the game and hopefully uh, he'll have a big impact on the weekend. Will Rollins, we've asked all three second rows to go and play club footy last weekend and we're uh, looking very closely at that position and we've put it on them for someone to put their hand up and he gets an opportunity this week. As for your opposition, how different are France and Gantier and Edwards to last year when they gave Wales a couple of uh, near runs last year as well. That's very true. If you look uh, at the fixtures in the last couple of years, they've uh, been very, very close affairs and I don't think this week would be any different. Obviously, they've started very well in the competition, a great win over England, and then they've backed that up with a five-pointer against Italy. So certainly they come full of confidence and we've had two weeks to prepare for this game and so really it's been about uh, us wanting to get back out there, right some of the wrongs from the Irish game and we know we've got a better performance in us and obviously we're very pleased to be back at home and sell out crowds so we're really looking forward to the challenge. Wayne, can you tell us about Dan Bigger's fitness and, and the testing process he's had to go through this week? Yeah, he's gone through um, the regular processes and uh, passed those with flying colours. We've also gone to a leading expert in concussion, uh, one of the world leading experts who uh, he's seen uh, previously from the World Cup. and. Every precaution has been taken and he's come through that and been cleared to play, so uh, he's good to go. He's trained very well this week. A lot of talk about the, the French scrum this week. You know, for us, we're working solidly on our scrum. I think John's doing a really good job. We're looking to paint good pictures. We're wanting to uh, be squeaky clean there, really, and, and not give teams ins through penalties from the scrum. So we're working very, very hard, and I think um, we saw a big improvement um, in the game against Ireland. And, with both the tight heads out there, I thought, apart from one scrum, we, we scrum very, very well. And in hindsight, uh, we've had 
report back that maybe that decision went the wrong way. So, you know, we're quite comfortable with the work we're doing behind the scenes and I think we're in a pretty good space here with a couple of young guys who uh, I think have big futures. Ireland have been pictured today bringing in uh, Bono and U2 serving uh, food to the players. Have you had any celebrity love going into this one? Tom's tied up with a voice, so we couldn't use him, but we've got some pretty big characters in our group at the moment. In Warby, British Lions, two-time captain, he's there on a daily basis talking to the guys, just in, in a quiet way that he does, and obviously we've got Martin Williams there as well, 100 tests for his country, so probably there in, in the background doing their thing, probably just not quite as publicly. You spoke about putting things right about after Ireland, what specific areas of the game do you need to improve on? Yeah, well, certainly our exits. I think we let in... Um, couple of tries through not being able to exit and that's when we're in control of the game so one scrum one line out we threw it to the opposition they get the ball you know a few phases later they're scoring in the corner getting a bonus point so um, and then the exit just after we scored dropping the ball five minutes out from our line allowed them a scrum and they built pressure from that scrum and scored a try so certainly we're looking at our exits making sure that you know we've got a play-by-play -play mentality and that we're tuned into that play and everyone understands their role and and we execute those roles so just being more clinical when we've got the ball, really, um, whether it's coming out of our territory or in the opposition half. With Sean Edwards in the opposition ranks, are you having to uh, scrap any remaining plays from uh, last year then? No, it's, it's really looking at you know the breakdown. We know Sean likes the boys to go heavy at the breakdown and really attack there. And um, we know that uh, the Irish CJ Stander got a couple against us. So we've got to make sure that we look after the ball carrier does a bit more work with the ball. and and we don't have any separation between the support players and the ball carrier so that uh, we don't allow those jacklers to get in over the ball. So, yeah, we've done a bit of work on that over the last couple of weeks to make sure that uh, we can retain our position. How far do you think they remain to be tested, given that they've had both their games at home so far? I think this Saturday's a big test for both teams. It's a very, very big test. It, uh, for us, it's to keep us alive in the championship. And obviously, France, as you mentioned, it's their first game away. So it'll be interesting to see how both teams approach the game. But certainly, from our point of view, it's to keep ourselves alive. And we uh, are looking for a very big performance. 850 odd caps most fielded in a Six Nations game. What's that experience mean on the pitch? Well, hopefully, it's going to mean a lot this weekend. If we can start well, which is something we're obviously trying to achieve in both halves. Um, we've been a bit slow out of the blocks. So we can start well in both halves this week and put some pressure on the French then um, hopefully that experience will come through for us and it'll test some of the inexperienced players on their side with any luck. Pressure moments you know you can't beat experience and we've got some players there that have been in those tight games in, in the last few years and come out on the right side of the ledger. They know what it takes and hopefully it won't come down to one play at the end of a game but you know with these games the way they've gone in the last few years who knows so uh, no, we're very happy to have that experience in the team, but there's nothing wrong with a lot of youth and enthusiasm to go with it. Yes, a huge amount of experience in the team, and one of those is flanker Justin Tipperick. So, what's he made of France so far? Yeah, we've all seen they've been going well through the Six Nations, so it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, with the defence has got a lot better with line speed. Uh, but typically French as well, they have that X-factor out wide and big physical men up front as well. Do you know what sort of defence to expect with Sean Edwards there? And if so, can you work out how to get round it? Yeah, of course. Obviously, uh, he's spent a lot of time here and I'd imagine probably wouldn't have changed too much of what he wants to do here as he's doing in France. And yeah, there's a uh, lot of things that we've put in our game plan that um, obviously we want to try and beat France with uh, what we've seen on the video. So hopefully we can put that right Saturday. 
France have been known to uh, self-destruct against Wales on a couple of occasions, possibly last year. Do you think you can push that button again and maybe play on their lack of experience as well? We have obviously got to make it difficult for them in certain parts of the game. And yeah, there's certain things that we, you know, with the national rugby is a high pressure game and those things happen and uh, hopefully we can put the pressure on them and uh, you never know uh, in rugby anything can happen. Little tweak in the back row uh, with Ross starting instead of Aaron. What sort of uh, difference will that make in style? Yeah, like, like we always go on about the back row. Is so much competition um, with uh, Ross and we know they've they've all been uh, you know in amongst the team for the last uh, I don't know two years or whatever it is. So um, they're both quality players, and with Ross, he's going to add obviously that physicality and probably uh, that edge about him that he plays uh, his game under. Not many caps in the French squad as a whole. Uh, what do you make of their, their new selection up front uh, in particular this year? New twists with uh, the head coach and stuff of uh, the way he wants the game going over there. And yeah, some uh, young talent with some experienced players there as well. So a tough pack especially. And with the back row, they've been going well as well. So it's going to be a tough game. And Is Wayne it? Pivak spoke about uh, putting things right after uh, Dublin. What sort of things... Do you need, think need putting right in the, the team performance? A lot of it was probably our, our own errors, which everyone could see, especially in our, our own exits from our own 22. So um, that's something that we, we need to make sure we sharpen up on. What makes him so good? Sean? Yeah. Um, well, just in the past with us, obviously, probably the success he's had um, with our defence um, in the previous years. Not sure how good his French is now, but yeah, if he's... Um, Probably him a few team talks and stuff. He, he probably won an edge with with his French players. Probably one thing in, a, in the past the French have probably struggled with is a little bit of discipline. And yeah, that, that's probably key with any successful defence um, is that you're, you're disciplined, not giving silly penalties away, and even disciplined in your structure of the way you defend. We've seen a lot of uh, pictures this week, Justin, of uh, rugby clubs throughout Wales suffering with the floods and so on. And I think Trebanos is one of those that was that was flooded out as well. Does that make you appreciate how lucky and how fortunate you are to have the facilities that you've got here preparing for the international games? Yeah, no, we've got some of the best facilities in the world and we know how lucky we are. Wherever like this, especially, we're either indoor in the barn or this afternoon get to go down to the stadium. And yeah, it's obviously tough, especially on local clubs, you know how hard the people work there and to get it successful and the little jobs they do just to get games there on the weekend and obviously when the floods come and stuff it's uh, hard to take. How's Trubanos? Yeah, the pitch is obviously a bit uh, flooded, should we say. Um, yeah, the, the, the old man uh, took a photo and sent it to me but it's not as bad as some other clubs that have been hit. And the WRU has pledged a special £100,000 fund for clubs struggling with storm damage and flooding. There'll also be a bucket collection of the game against France where the clash of the packs will be interesting, as always, especially the clash of the front rows. So, what's Luce Edwin Jones hoping for from the match officials? I suppose in any aspect of the game, it's all you want is consistency and, yeah, maybe some calls, you know, are frustrating, but you've just got to play what's in front of you. In terms of what you can put right as a group of players, are you quite happy with, with how the scrum looks at the moment? You know, the scrum's constantly evolving. I think we're all on the same page, which, you know, that's the main thing. And yeah, we just keep evolving our scrum, we show positive pictures. That's the type of scrum we want, we want to be positive. A no-cheating mentality, you know, so um, I think we'd be happy with that, uh, how Ireland went. And yeah, just as I said, just want to be positive and paint good pictures. We don't want to bring the ref into it, really. We don't want any 50-50s. We, we want to scrummage positively and get the outcomes we want out of it.
just in terms of what France will bring, we've seen the backs really fire recently. Yeah. What about the, the forward challenge? There'll be a big pack, but probably a little disciplined with that, you know, um, especially scrum time, we know they'll hit and chase. So, you know, that's something we're fully aware of and something we've got to come back on the day, really. They'll look to push early, they'll look to mess about probably scrum time. So, yeah, that's something we've looked at, but we'll just concentrate on ourselves, really. When you feel a tight head going in, what can you do about it? Yeah, often as Luke said, there's nothing much you can do except follow him in. You know, if you don't follow him in, you leave a three on two, and your tight head goes backwards. You know, so it's yeah, it's uh, it is something probably the refs miss sometimes, and that is frustrating. But um, you know, it's also something that we've got to combat and find a strategy to get around that. It seems as though all the referees are looking at who goes forward, no matter how illegally. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, and French hit and chase type of thing. That's something we got to nullify early doors. Because, you know, once the scrum's going forward, it's probably hard for the ref to penalise the scrum that's going forward. So, um, and you don't see it very often. So, uh, yeah, as I said, you know, that's something we look to nullify the French ill-discipline and hopefully they won't get away with that. Are the French different to scrummage against compared to, say, Ireland or the others? No, I wouldn't say so. You know, every team's probably got, you know, different tactics. But, uh, yeah, after time, if, if you maintain your height good and your angles are good, you'll be happy days. We don't see so many scrums going down now, but we still do see people not pushing straight. Did he get it right in Dublin with Dylan going down in that back? Personally, I don't think he did, no. But then, you know, it's a split-second decision for the ref as well, you know, and it is difficult, you know, it's easy for us to look back and have our opinion on it, but we've probably watched it back six, eight, ten times. And often they're 50-50s, you know, and probably, in hindsight, probably the ref even probably would have said that you should have reset that scrum. But, you know, the refs want a flowing game. They don't want to waste time in scrummaging either, you know. So, you know, you've got to have sympathy for everyone involved. French pack seem to be running off the back row a lot more than they have done using the power of the front five. They've got some big men to run it, you know. Yeah, they, you know, they got big men. We've got to run them about the park, you know. You know yourself, so when you start running those big men around, they start blowing and it makes the game easier for us then. So, um, yeah, it'll definitely be, we'll want to try and cut those big tight eight, really, around, around the field. It was a great comeback last year, wasn't it, in, in Paris? I mean, that shows oh. belief in the team, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, never say die attitude, I suppose. It shows how tight the squad are as well. I remember coming in, I was on the bench, coming in half time, thinking, oh, you know, backs against the wall here, but no one ever dropped their heads. We, we just rolled the sleeves up and come back, and it was, yeah, it was a great win at the, you know, the end. So, um, yeah, it's a never say die attitude, but it just shows how tight we are as a squad. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Remembering that game will certainly give the players some confidence going into this year. Now, Wales women had a tough time of it in Ireland, playing in some dreadful conditions and slipping to a second defeat. We can hear now from Captain Shu and Lillycrap and first coach Geraint Lewis talking about the team selection. Made some changes to our lineup as we've you know done to varying degrees in the uh, previous two games, and uh, we feel that some personnel within the squad deserve an opportunity. So we've made changes in areas that we think we can afford to do that, but and also keep uh, you know a, a strong team on the field, and um, it's an exciting opportunity for those selected, and hopefully we can uh, show some improvements from uh, things that we've learned in the first two games. Obviously, out in Ireland, probably we didn't take our opportunities that we had in the, in the first 20. We've allowed other teams to have momentum, but you know we trained hard last week. We addressed some of the issues that the coaches highlighted, and, and we felt as players, 
essentially maybe cost us the game. You know, when the conditions then come into play, that second half, we should have taken our opportunities that we had first half. But we want to play the best teams in the world to be able to compete with them. So we're excited for the occasion and hopefully we can put our errors and the things that we've worked on right coming Sunday. From the Italian Island game, uh, you know, we probably struggled a little bit with winning that game line. Both our previous two opponents have played quite a simple but effective game, carrying off nine, and at times we haven't been able to um, stop the momentum they're gaining. And for us, it's about being a little bit more effective in that area, but also playing our game. Um, I thought we showed improvement in areas we identified from the Italy to Ireland game. And again, we'd be looking to build upon uh, some of the positives that we've uh, had in our two performances and uh, we realise it'll have to be a step up against France. It will be a step up, you know, it'll be their big side, they're in the top four in the world so they're going to come over here to look to win like every team does but I'm confident with the things that we worked on last week but also, you know, we need to remember where we are as a squad and how many new caps we had in autumns and, and we're building, we're going to hopefully continue to get better and better each game and you know, that's what for me as, as a captain is, is really rewarding is the girls want and desire to learn and take on board what you know, we're being told by the coaches and the training last week has gone well so we're excited to really take on France. It's not easy. It takes time. There's no magic wand in international sport. And um, that's what the girls aspire to. That's what we all aspire to as um, high-performing rugby players. You want to test yourself against the best, both as an individual and a team. And, and France will certainly um, offer that opportunity for us. So it would be a great gauge. I think you know a, a number of the girls have uh, improved you know, a lot individually. Collectively, although you know, maybe our first two results haven't reflected it, I don't think you know there's been a massive gap between uh, the sides we've played and we just need to now show a little bit more consistency and accuracy in our game and hopefully uh, you know we can push France because you know they, they do have like any team their their frailties as well. The message is, is clear you know I, I believe in the squad and I know as management they believe in the, in the squad as well and when we actually reflect on performances we have actually come a long way since, since autumns and we just need to remember that kind of journey we're on and on what we're building towards. And we are an inexperienced squad to an extent with how many new caps and you know some changes again this weekend. Caitlin Lewis having a second cap, for instance, just one example. But that's exciting. And these girls won't have the opportunities if they weren't capable. So, you know, I believe in the talent of the squad. It's just a case of tying it all together and putting in a rounded performance, mentally fronting up as well. To beat the best, you've got to believe you can You can be the best. And uh, I believe the squad can do that. In the backs, I think, you know, we've got an, a number of exciting players there. You know, we've got Caitlin, Megan, especially. And then uh, bringing in Georgia as well up front. I think they'd be very excited. You know, there's no greater test for them than against the French, especially uh, behind, I suppose. And, um, you know, Six Nations, as we've talked about before, it is um, a, a special occasion. It's what traditionally for us in the Northern Hemisphere, we like to uh, relate international rugby is about. So for them to have that opportunity on International Weekend, I'm sure it'll be a great thrill to them. And, uh, you know, we're confident in their ability. Uh, they're coming into uh, to a familiar group of players from the autumn as well, and I'm sure they'll be up to the mark. The big thing for me, though, is we go out there and work on what we need to work on and, and improve our performance each time, you know. When we actually reflected on that, that island game, if we took our opportunities in the first 20 minutes and there's a couple of 
mistakes and not they were big mistakes but costly mistakes if we can correct them you know the, the result could have been different I know the scoreline maybe looks different but it was actually a, a competitive game and we had we dominated that territory in possession the first 20 but didn't convert so you know if we can take our opportunities and, and tighten up our defense you know I, I believe that the squad can compete you know it, it will be a tough game but it's a challenge like this weekend I've, I've been excited to get back into training tonight now with the girls and be around the squad because training went well last week and we're learning week on week and if we can keep learning and developing then we're going to be in a good place throughout this campaign. Someone who's become a key player in a short space of time is second row Gwen Crabb. First she looked back at that game in Ireland. The weather conditions weren't ideal but it's just something that you've got to get on with in rugby. We knew going into the game that conditions weren't going to be ideal. Luckily the first half wasn't too bad but again we should have taken our opportunities in the first half and then obviously weather conditions didn't help second half. So of course you're the veteran in the in the side this week, nursing a, a newly inexperienced second row next year. Is that how it's going to work? Well, as a team, I think we've got a lot of strength and depth, and we'll welcome in Georgia. She's more than capable to be in the starting pack, and she's uh, really made a good impact when she's come off the bench in the past two games. So really looking forward to having her. For yourself, you've sort of gone up the seniority ranks very very quickly, haven't you? I guess so. Just being in the squad and being around experienced players, you sort of just get used to it, and then the experience from other players just sort of helps and then you want to build in your own experience comes by helping younger players coming through and less experienced players. Two games where it's been very competitive, the results haven't gone your way but they've certainly been matches you've been in. Yeah. France, it's almost not a level playing field, they just have so much more resources than you and England after that, what's the feeling about the next two games? More than anything it's exciting because we really haven't got anything to lose. I sort of feel as a squad sometimes you know, those games that we can win we sort of let the pressure get to us and sort of it builds up. Whereas these two games going forward now, like we are the underdogs, as you could say. So we haven't really got any pressure going into it, which sort of excites us as a team because we can just play the way we want to play but with nothing to lose. And nice to be back at the Arms Park. Yeah, really good. Um, we had great support against Italy. It was great to see a lot of young girls come in watching us from their clubs. And it was great to like, meet them and chat to them afterwards. So hopefully we can have the same sort of support this weekend. Is it a question of just concentrating on yourselves for the next couple of games and you know, thinking, well, we'll be nine games into this season shortly and then we can sit down and review what we need to do? Yeah, exactly. I think it's about looking at the bigger picture, really. This time next year, we'll be going into World Cup prep. Um, so it's all building towards that. And since the autumn, we've built a lot as a squad and it's about putting those sort of pillars in place going forward into the World Cup and developing the strength and depth within the team. Because it was such a good start against Italy, wasn't it? It was a good, good performance and maybe the conditions didn't help out in Ireland. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest learning points we've had in the past two games is taking our opportunities when we get them because we definitely did create opportunities, especially within the first 20 minutes. And a game like sort of depends a lot on how those first 20 minutes go. So if we can get points on the board early, then that sort of puts us in a good place with the momentum going forward to the game. So that's sort of our aims um, moving into the next few weeks. Your heads haven't dropped at all. You've kept on going. This seems to be a good spirit. Yeah, um, as a squad, we're a really, really, really tight-knit bunch um, and we know that we're all working as hard as we can for each other, which puts us sort of in a good positive mindset um, and knowing that we're not letting each other down. It's just waiting for sort of it all to click and hopefully it will soon.
The carrot of a World Cup must be fantastic. It's definitely an exciting time. I think even when sometimes in training after games our heads are sort of slightly dropped and it is, it's obviously disappointing in losing. No one wants to lose. We're here to win, really. But having that prospect of the World Cup in the close future is something that, that drives us forward and keeps us motivated. You can't take anything for granted, can you? No. And that's what they're doing here. They're, they're building the strength in depth and it's probably becoming even more competitive than it's ever been. Yeah, and I think that's the best way it needs to be because no one should be comfortable in their position in the team. Like You should always be pushing to be the best version of yourself and the best way to do this is have people on your heels to keep pushing you forward. Now on to Wales under-20s and captain Jack Morgan says they're determined to bounce back. Disappointing start, you know, two disappointing results against both Italy and Ireland, but looking at them two games I think there's plenty to learn. We, there was improvement from Italy to Ireland, but there's still a lot of errors and mistakes from, uh, from our point, but it was definitely an improvement and uh, we look forward now to France and uh, learn from them two games. Describe that process, because obviously you come into camp, you know, you're not training five days a week together, play the first game, improve for the second, now you're back at home. Just describe what the last few weeks have been like. From the training sessions we've had, it's been really good and uh, it's been an improvement. Uh, week in, uh, week have done uh, from one training session to the next and uh, working on different areas of the game. Obviously trying to play an attractive style as well. What's the weather been like for you in the last few weeks? Yeah, the weather hasn't been, uh, hasn't been the best as a uh, start of the storm out in uh, Ireland, but Nah, they're the conditions that we got to get used to. It's quite common um, um, conditions and we just got to play the conditions sometimes and, uh, and work uh, on that area of the game. Nah, it's uh, play the expansive rugby, which is always good, but we also got to control the game and uh, control the possession and the, and the territory. France next, they've probably been the dominant side at this level the last couple of years, haven't they? So it's quite a stiff test. What do you make of them? Yeah, they've been uh, world champions for the last two years and uh, we always know it's going to be... Hard against France, you know they're, they're always physical and big and physical, uh, physical players. We played them twice last year, and uh, they were big up front and uh, quite heavy in the scrums and the, and the lineouts. And uh, now it's just important that we uh, front up to that and uh, know what's coming. Well, again, last year they, were, they put a huge amount of pressure on you up front, but when you could get away from that arm wrestle, you know you showed what you could do. Presumably, is that a similar game plan this time round? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know we're, we're going to try and uh, play around them and play a bit more of a Try to put pressure on them and get the uh, big boys moving, and hopefully we can back up fitness and play a bit more expansive rugby. And the Six Nations is important, but obviously the Summer Junior World Championship is the main target. Do you feel things are beginning to come together with that in mind? Yeah, definitely. We can look at, uh, at the long-term goal of the um, World Cup, and we can use this, uh, learn from these, and, and build as a team ready for, ready for that World Cup at, uh, at the end of the season. Dragon second row Ben Carter is also looking forward to making the most of the lessons learned so far. I think we've had a tough first two games. Italy were, were a good side. They were a good side at 18s um, last year and they've carried that through to the 20s. And we said from the start that all we want to do is improve every single game, every single training session is just getting better. So um, I think we did that when we went to Ireland and I expect to do so in this game on Friday against France. I think we'll have a better performance and um, looking forward to it. Give an idea what that process is like because everybody gets obsessed with the results but at your level that's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah, there's certainly an element of developing ourselves for that end goal of being pros but... Again, we do want to do well, and so we're both improving ourselves and as a team to put in these performances. And for yourself, how have you found the process this season? I've really enjoyed it. I mean, we're in a good group of boys. Um, I'm learning a lot from the older and the younger guys. We've got a great group of coaches as well, great um, advice and 
mentoring from them. And for people who don't know an awful lot about you, just to describe your background in rugby. I started when I was very young, playing for Caldicott in South Wales, Newport Schools, Dragons, and now, um, yeah, with the uh, under-23s at Dragons and playing for, yeah, Wales 20s. So playing in the A-League this season, what did that do for you? I think it was probably my first experience of quite a professional environment, a full week of prep with like your analysis and recovery and stuff like that. And then in the actual games, just an element of physicality that, that stepped up. But no, I think it's been really good for my development. How does that compare with the physicality you get at the under-26 Nations? I think pretty similar. Our first game against Italy was probably one of the most physical I've played in. And one of the under-23s games when we went away to Leinster was, was similar. So um, it was great for preparation, the same with Premiership. One game for Newport and, and that was pretty similar. So um, I mean, enjoying it and enjoying the test, yeah. Is there a bit of frustration not to get more opportunities at, at that Premiership level? Not particularly. I've been on a development block and I understand, you know, for, for long-term um, benefits, and I, I do need to put weight on and stuff like that. And, and I can't play in um, too many games. So no, I'm happy to be putting the weight on in the gym and now I can play my rugby. Okay, and at the Dragons as well, there seems to be that feeling that there's a development process going on. They're looking at the players like you coming through and that's really important to the future of the region. Yeah, Dragons might not have the similar budget to other teams and we need to rely on our academies more. And I think that's great for us as young players is is that they're really um, interested in developing us and I think it's a great place for us to be. And outside of rugby, what do you do? Well, it seems like rugby sort of takes over, so just chilling out. Thinking about going to uni next year, but I'm not sure how that's going to affect my rugby, so that's a big decision that I've got to make, really. Yeah, decisions to be made. Going back to this weekend, France, of course, are being very successful at this level recent times. How much do you know about them? We think they're going to bring something else to what Italy and Ireland did. I think, obviously, they like playing their fancy rugby. Um, We've been working hard in the week looking at those threats and how we're going to deal with them. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Good luck to all the teams over the weekend. Until next week, goodbye.